Welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tivate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and last week on Instagram, I had shared a reel about my top three favorite Aaron characters, and I put out a question box for others to do the same. And besides Christian the Composer, Andras was definitely high on the list of favorites. So in honor of Andras being a fan favorite, and for the plans for the Les Mis movie to be re-released, this week's episode will be a brief look back and highlight of our favorite fighting Frenchman, as well as sharing some of Aaron's opinions and takes on the character and the role. I think that it's been established that watching just the Andras portion of the movie can sometimes count as having watched Les Mis. Of course, watching the full movie is worth it when you have the time to dedicate to it. But my gosh, does Andras make his presence known in his first scene. Totally worth it to just watch the movie for Aaron when the mood strikes, even though Andras's ending isn't what we hoped. But one of his funnest interviews involving Andras was with Paul Wontorek, and it's obvious in this interview that Aaron and Paul, they've become more comfortable with each other, and Aaron is really letting his, quote, silly guy side shine, and he talks about going to see the movie in his hometown movie theater, and the pronunciation of the name Andras, which, to be honest, was an education for me the first time I heard it, because like Paul, I wasn't sure how to actually pronounce it until hearing Aaron break it down in a way that only Aaron could. And Paul asks about the now infamous wig, and Aaron shared that it took about 45 minutes to get on each day for shooting, and I mean, all that Tivate hair made it a process for sure. And he revealed that he didn't wear the wig offset and he didn't name it. But what if he had? Like, what do you think the Andras wig would have been named? It's also in this interview that Aaron talks about the three-hour director's cut that exists but has yet to be seen. I mean, release the director's cut. Enough of us out here want to see it, not just because more Les Mis is always a good idea, but because the world needs to see Aaron's close-up with Javert, a.k.a. Russell Crowe. I mean, maybe one day. But one of the components of the Les Miserables movie that contributed to it being such a phenomenon was the live singing. That hadn't been done before on such a scale. And one interview that stuck out to me about the live singing was actually with Hugh Jackman. And he talked about how when the singing is not live, it's all pre-recorded and then they just lip sync. So the emotions displayed in that moment, they've already been decided and like, months prior. But when Les Mis had the singing live, the emotions could vary from take to take. And Hugh, he used the example in Valjean's soliloquy, like right at the start of the movie, when he says, what have I done, sweet Jesus, what have I done? He would change how he expressed the words from take to take, like pausing in different spots, etc. And I just found that so interesting and think it would be so cool to see or even hear the different rehearsal takes. Like, what did the various takes of the ABC Cafe sound like? How many different ways did Andras ask Marius, who cares about your lonely soul? What made them go with the take that they used and that we see in the movie? I mean, it's perfect, but would love to see the others as well. 
Aaron being cast as Andras was a big deal, not just for Aaron, but for the Broadway community. And of all the big name movie stars cast in that movie, Aaron was the one selected to quote, hold the Broadway flag. And on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, Aaron shared that Tom Hooper was not shy about making it known that Aaron was his guy. In fact, Tom was so sure that Aaron was his guy that when there was talk of cutting the live singing from the movie, Tom did a camera test of the cafe scene, which is Aaron's big number, and as we now know, the live singing was a go, and it's a direct result of Aaron's camera test proving that it could work. In January of 2023, a new podcast episode was released where Aaron reunited with his lamest co-star, Alistair Brammer, and this podcast was called The Last Show on Earth, and they talked about how they had the opportunity to film basically all of their scenes together, as they were both students but also talked about the different schedules that each of them kept while filming. Right? That's right. Yeah. It is. How long did you film together? We filmed together uh, a lot. I mean, basically, I think almost all of my days. We we had like a running joke about um, uh, who kept, uh, as everyone kept dying, you know? We had like different, like the first battle, second battle. We had like our kind of like core group and then a bigger group of people. Um, background and it was always very interesting to see who would make it through like each battle but I think we made it right to the end right you died inside didn't you you died when we made it into the cafe yes but not upstairs Uh, so there was like four people left there was four people left I was no actually that's not true I did get upstairs I got shot in the face upstairs but then there was that little group of four who stood in the middle and got shot through the floor right you were not shot through the floor and i was not in that little group i was already dead with a bottle in my face yeah you must have tom, tom, i guess tom hooper didn't like you so you didn't make it upstairs i think what it was was that he didn't ha- he hated me yeah yeah well why didn't he give you a yeah. job in cats then <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time on that barricade together we did it was uh we, you know that 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 movie we we also had like six weeks of rehearsal Oh, really? Kind of wow. amazing. Like, yeah. We all we rehearsed yeah. all that stuff, yeah. So we spent a lot of time in there and had a, a lot of laughs. Do you remember how the boys got cast on that on those first days? It was like a sing-through. And and uh, Tom just sat us down. We all got told we were going to be students. And then he sat us down and he just went, right, Killian, you're going to be Comfair. Fra, you're going to be Corfrey. Alice, you're going to be Jean-Pierre. Just told us like on the first day of the film what character oh, we I, I did. I did not know that, no. That's crazy. Yeah. We yeah. just knew we were going to be in it and we were like thrilled. Um, wow. So that was a nice day for like six of us and a shit day for other people. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I, yeah. Could, I never did it. I did audition for it, but I couldn't do the job anyway because I was doing something else. Oh. <laughs> and um, I uh, I heard it was a really arduous schedule, a really arduous shoot, difficult, tiring. Not for Aaron because he was on an American contract. It was hard for us. Yeah, I'm just going to... Because we would get home at... <laughs> we would get dropped home at 10 p.m., picked up at 4 a.m., and we we get in full makeup, full mic by like six, and then on set by seven. Nine a.m. Aaron rocks up in his own clothes because he <laughs> he has to legally have twelve hours off. <laughs> yeah, but he still also had to sing live in every take. Don't and forget. then I had a forty-five hour wig prep and all this. But no, I I was yeah. I was I remember being confused by that too because I was kind of like, okay, well they're not going to shoot anything until I get ready but they all yeah. have to be there for three hours. You know, we were all in the same scene. So it was one of those things that was like, sorry, everyone, but I think you all handled that very well. 
I mean, that is kind of wild that they still required everyone to be there ready to shoot so early and they just had to sit and wait for Aaron. I mean, good for Aaron for having that contracted time off, but like they couldn't shoot without him as the leader. So it just kind of seemed like a waste of time for the others. But like Aaron said, they seem to have handled it really well and made the most of their time. And Aaron and Alistair, they also talked about how Aaron's American would show during games and such. I mean, they just seemed like they really had a blast and such a fun time on set while filming what is a very serious movie. And I remember the first time I watched Les Miserables, it was the day of the Oscars. I wanted to see why it was nominated for so many Oscar awards, and from the first scene of Look Down, I was captivated, as so many others were as well. And then that night at the Oscars, and it was time for the cast to perform and out struts Mr. Aaron Tveit. I wasn't fully aware of who he really was at that time, but I remember just being struck by the confidence in which he strutted onto that stage and he absolutely owned it. Andre Ross has left his mark on so many of us and Aaron talking about Andre Ross has as well. I mean, when it's countdown time for anything Aaron related, it's no longer one more day. It's forever and always, quote, actually one day more, sir, end quote. Now, I'm just looking forward to the next time that we can use that line and hoping that it's not too far away. But thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast. And in the meantime, until next week, if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, please follow along on Instagram at tevating underscore patiently or over on TikTok at tevating patiently. And I hope you enjoyed a little highlight of our favorite fighting Frenchman and hope to have you back here for episode 60. I will love you until